This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, December 9th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. House clears ocean shipping and livestock bills. Contaminated cows eligible for dairy indemnity program. House passes shipping reform bill, turning focus now to the Senate. The House passed the Ocean Shipping Reform Act of 2021 by 364 to 60 last night. Agriculture groups hoping the Senate will act swiftly. The House bill would prevent ocean carriers from refusing to allow U.S. ag exporters to load containers with commodities. Chinese exporters have been paying extra for containers to be returned empty in an effort to ship their goods to the U.S. quickly. Over the past year, the ongoing COVID-19 exacerbated supply chain issues have created log jams at U.S. ports. They blocked the export of our members' products, resulting in steep financial losses and irreversible friction with the international customers. That the word of the American Feed Industry Association in a statement. AFIA urged the Senate, quote, to move this bill full steam ahead. Representative Jim Costa, a California Democrat, a co-sponsor of the bill, said no ship arriving with imports should leave American port empty when U.S. products are ready to go. That's what's happening, sadly. More House action. Well, the chamber approved the extension of livestock mandatory reporting by a mark of 419 to 9, another bill that would create a contract library for the beef cattle industry also said also was approved. The legislation passed 411 to 13. Senate action on both now awaits. You can read more at agripulse.com. Dairy indemnity payments can be made for cows contaminated with PFAS. USDA is amending the Dairy Indemnity Payments Program to make dairy farmers eligible for payments for cows contaminated with per- and polyfluoroalkyl substances, or PFAS. The new regulations are included in a rule released yesterday by the Commodity Credit Corporation and Farm Service Agency. New Mexico lawmakers in particular had been urging USDA to make the change because of the predicament faced by dairy operator Art Schapp. One of those herds was contaminated by PFAS from a neighboring Air Force base. The potential increase in these situations requires this change in dip policy for contaminated milk and other similar events resulting in milk and cows that are likely to be not marketable for longer durations, the rule says. Prior to this rule, an affected farmer was limited to receiving 18 months of payments under DIP due to the same loss, the rule says. The DIP law authorized indemnity payments for cows or milk, but USDA has not previously implemented regulations for the indemnification of cows. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. 
funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Innovative farmers seen taking charge in ag. Farmers who are the most likely to respond to market demands from the food industry and consumers are going to make up the vast majority of farmers by 2040. That's a key finding from analysis of the research from Aimpoint that's done projecting the future of U.S. agriculture. Aimpoint classifies U.S. farmers in five different categories depending on their personalities and approach to the business. The most innovative groups of farmers with high business acumen are classified as independent elites and enterprising business builders. Together, those groups currently account for 41% of U.S. farmers. By 2040, they'll make up 71%, according to research presented at the American Seed Trade Association annual meeting in Chicago. Those more innovative farmers are the first to shift practices and more likely to sacrifice some independence to get access to markets, according to Aimpoint's Sarah Tefet. Farmers categorized as classic practitioners now make up 24% of farmers. Their share is expected to drop to 4% by 2040. Those farmers tend to struggle more and have a greater reliance on safety net programs. Now take note, consumers are viewing technology and food production more positively as sustainability concerns become more important to them, according to the report. U.S. beef exports expected to reach $10 billion this year. The U.S. exporting beef at a blistering pace. The value of shipments is expected to reach a record $10 billion by the end of the year. That's according to a new analysis by the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Bolstered by strong sales to China, Japan, and South Korea, the U.S. exported 1.19 million metric tons of beef, worth $8.53 billion in the first 10 months of the year. That means export value jumped by 38% compared to the same time frame last year. The U.S. exported a total of $8.33 billion worth of beef in all of 2018, the last time a record was set. The U.S. has shipped $1.26 billion worth of beef to China from the January through October period, according to USMEF. That's a 600% increase in value compared to the first 10 months of last year. Companies to tap data to help farmers access low-carbon markets. Bayer's working with two other companies on a new pilot program that aims to help farmers take advantage of low-carbon fuel markets by implementing sustainable farming practices. The program was developed in collaboration with Bushel, an agriculture software developer, and Amazon Web Services. Project Carbon View will initially enable ethanol producers to track carbon emissions across their supply chains from planting to production, according to Bayer. 
Elizabeth Fastigy, who leads agriculture business development for AWS, said at the ASTA meeting uh, yesterday that the system will give ethanol plants the information they need, quote, in order to make good procurement decisions. USDA offers a billion dollars in loan guarantees for supply chain. USDA's Rural Business Cooperative Service is making a billion dollars in loan guarantees available to help finance new or expanded supply chain projects. At a federal registered notice, the RCBS said the guarantees would be used for, quote, the startup or expansion of activities in the middle of the food supply chain, such as manufacturing, processing, and distribution. RBCS is encouraging applicants to consider projects that help rural communities recover from the COVID pandemic, ensure that rural residents have equitable access to rural development programs and benefits from RD-funded projects, and reduce climate pollution and increase resilience to climate change impacts in rural areas. More emergency food help needed, lawmakers told. Much more money is needed for emergency food assistance because of supply chain disruptions caused in part by the COVID-19 pandemic. Anti-hunger advocates urged a House Ag Subcommittee yesterday. The emergency food assistance program needs an additional $900 million in fiscal year 22 that ends September 30, according to Carlos Rodriguez, president and CEO of the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. That would be on top of about $2 billion in funding USDA expects to provide in emergency assistance. The need is great because food bank purchases have had to keep pace with demand, which is three times what it was before the pandemic, Rodriguez said. At the same time, donations have dropped and transportation costs have increased. Other witnesses call for the loosening of income requirements for senior citizens to access food assistance and a restart to the Farmers to Families Food Box program that was terminated by the Biden administration. Here's today's She Said It. We have to figure out how to work from the seed to the sky to make sure we solve this carbon dynamic for all of us. That Sheila Remus Vice President of Environmental Sustainability for the Boeing Company on the airline industry's need for feedstocks for sustainable aviation fuel. She was speaking at the American Seed Trade Association's annual meeting in Chicago. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, December 9th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.